right. I think we're I think we're live with Kofefi today. Uh, Carrie, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Cool. I'm just opening up the. Uh, there we are. I'm looking for us on YouTube. Uh, Oof. I uh, I like doing live Kofefis on Friday because there's just like random stuff that. I want to chat about and and catch up on during the week and people get to tell us stuff that they want us to talk about and we can just kind of yeah you just do this randomly it's good um how you doing i'm okay how are you i'm all good hey everyone Lindsay. i can't even say that hold on i have to pronounce this epistevist i don't know what epistevist is and alan i have to look up that word now hold on Someone has a better, way better vocabulary than I do. Epistivist. Anti-fetist atheism. I'm going to have to read about that. But thank you for having a, an interesting username. Oh, here we go. A person who does not use faith to know things, especially in the religious sense. Cool. All right. Well, welcome. Nice name. Carrie, I'm really annoyed. Did you see what happened to our video yesterday? Oh gosh! So what they they cop they did a copyright strike on. Featuring- it was really annoying. It wasn't actually on the movie. So I started off Kofefi yesterday, guys, with this like cool. I thought it was cool. I'm like V for Vendetta is one of my favorite movies. I played this clip. It was super relevant. I thought to what I was trying to say, and we got a copyright strike for the background music in the clip, not even the clip, just the background music in it. And then we pressed, they had this little thing, scrub the music. So we pressed scrub the music and it scrubbed almost all of the speech. So there's like a minute of us staring there in silence while a a mute V for Vendetta scene plays. And we're like, wow, that was great. And it's like, all right, you know, I hate YouTube. Plus, plus, did you see that they put a little dialogue box below about the definition of global warming? Okay, that's the most offensive part to me. It's, yeah. it's like uh, it's like on Facebook where they uh, you'll post a link and then they'll have a little thing that's like fact checking your link. And who do they have fact checking people like Snopes? Snopes is like the Babylon Bee is fake news. Just right. so you know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I it was really. I mean, I didn't. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just a Wikipedia entry on global warming, which I don't really care about. It's just. They're really paranoid that we're going to say something that they disagree with. They're really, really par- like we didn't even say anything that we didn't say global warming didn't exist. Uh, although I did read a fee article this morning uh, that talked about. You mean people in general? They're really paranoid that people in general are going to say something. They disagree, yeah, I mean maybe right? us in particular, but I don't know. I imagine if they've got algorithms to detect all of our wrong thinking and demonetize us on literally almost every video. Uh, that algorithm might also have a trigger for like, hey, check these guys out. 90% of their stuff I've demonetized. You might want to have a person look at their wrong thing. I don't know. But, you know, oh no, people have opinions. <sighs> yeah, okay, that's and- why I, was repeat. I put a comment in the in the thing for it. But by the way, just, just, uh, just so I like to do this sometimes. I'm just going to look through. Here's our live 
I, I won't I won't show you guys, I guess, because it's it's annoying. I got other tabs and stuff up. But of our live videos, I'm just looking at the first page. The first page has 30 videos and one is monetized. <laughs> one of our videos is monetized. Oh, well, I don't want to bitch about monetization all day. I was just kind of waiting for people to show up. Oh, actually, if, no, I, 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 if just I make like, it 50 videos on the first page, still only one is monetized. So That's amazing. It's not, it's not really complaining about it. It's just you're not complaining. You're just letting people know. I think it's amazing. Amazing. It is pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given that we don't say anything that, like, I don't think we say anything crazy. Occasionally, you say a swear word. Yeah, I but do. we figured out that they monetize sometimes. Like, a couple times we've been monetized in the past. There's been swears in it. It's it's not that. I don't know what it is. But uh, Carrie, uh, the cover photo for today's Kofefi, do you know what it's from? Um, was that from uh, was that from Berkeley? Yeah, that's the Berkeley Milo riots. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, Lindsay, we mistakenly got the video monetized. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure maybe the algorithm is going to detect now that we're talking about having a monetized video and go back and make, make sure that they correct that. Um, yeah, so I posted it because uh, it stands in stark contrast to me to something else that the Bay Area is doing. So for those who aren't in the San Francisco Bay Area, the Bay Area is kind of like San Francisco is its own city and Oakland is its own city and San Jose is its own city, but it's kind of one big mess. And, you know, people commute from one place to another and live in one place, work in another, get jobs from one to another. So we kind of refer to it as the Bay Area generally. And, you know, over in Berkeley, you've got stuff that Antifa has been doing, like burning things, beating people up, smashing stuff. They do regularly. But over in San Francisco, the Board of Supervisors, Carrie, did you see this? The Board of Supervisors declared the NRA a domestic terrorist organization. That's crazy. <laughs> I just like the contrast of like, yeah, yeah, we see what Antifa is doing over there, but the, it's the NRA that's the domestic terrorist organization. We're going to make a, we're going to pass a resolution to designate them a domestic terrorist organization. I don't know what that means. If you're a member of the NRA in San Francisco, does that give the police special power to brutalize or harass you? I don't know. Yeah. What, what are the repercussions of them doing that? I think it's just uh, I think it's just virtue signaling and as and Scott Adams claims that it's good persuasion technique because naming things is good can be good at good for persuasion. And I think there's some truth to that. I'm not a he's more of a persuasion expert. He's a that's what he does. So I'm not an expert on that. But the left is really good at naming stuff. Antifa is a great name. Uh, and designating the NRA a terrorist domestic terrorist organization. Yeah, it's probably good rhetoric. What are the criteria for that? It seems you, you, they can't just name anyone. It doesn't, there's no criteria that that could possibly meet. It, yeah, uh, in answer to the chat question, it is an official declaration. Let me see if I can find the, uh, I'll, I'll find it while you guys are talking. Also, by the way, part of today is we're supposed to just like talk about what you guys want to talk about. So, um, yeah, good morning, guys. Um, well, I, I I just, I don't know. I think that's ridiculous. You have to have a criteria for saying you can, yeah, they, they'd love to manipulate language for sure, but you can't just, you can't just call an apple a pear. <laughs> like, you can if you're on the left, Carrie. 
Okay, wait, here's the, oh wait, no one can see that. Hold on, maybe you can see this. Nope. All right, well, whatever, for whatever reason, my screen sharing thing isn't working properly. But um, yeah, it is official. I'm reading an article here. They they formally adopted the re a resolution calling the National Rifle Association a domestic terrorist organization. Uh, the National Rifle Association, this is their justification, spreads propaganda that misinforms and aims to deceive the public about the dangers of gun violence. I, but they don't cite any, like, what misinformation do they spread? I don't, they don't say they, that. They just say things like, like, you're lying. What's the lie? Never mind. You're lying, domestic terrorists. Yeah, we don't have to say. Yeah, and Andrew and Lindsay both have a good point. They they can. These are postmodernists. They can say whatever they want. A man can be a woman. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of the joy. But um, actually, Alan, this... Alan is bringing up something, and I did see oh. the... Juicy Smollett's... Juicy Smollett's lawyers are saying, well, he may have made the story up, but the cops shouldn't have investigated his claims yes, so thoroughly. I... <laughs> That's a uh, lawyers. I'm sorry if there's lawyers in the chat, but really, wait, Carrie, did this was this true for you? I think this trend kind of started right about the time you and I were in college. But all of the humanity people, humanities people who couldn't get jobs after undergraduate school in my year, all were like, "I'm going to law school." <laughs> like they're just this glut of like all the people who couldn't find anything to do with their crappy degrees all went to law school. Uh, you know, and I, I love me some good lawyers. I got a great patent lawyer and some other lawyers that like some lawyers are good, but wow. Um, but yeah, they're going to do that. But this San Francisco thing, Carrie, it, um, it actually spawned something else. Uh, you know how you mentioned the other day that you, with the Dave Chappelle thing, you think there's a shift happening? I think there's a backlash brewing culturally against all this wokeness. Yeah, there's a really, I mean, this is going to sound, this is like insider baseball a little bit, but it kind of matters. I think it matters, or at least it's interesting to me. Um, you probably don't know the name. Do you know the name Cyan Bannister? Yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't guess you would. So Cyan is a pretty well-known angel investor in Silicon Valley. Uh, I think she was in Uber and probably Postmates and some other stuff. I don't know. Um, and she's never been like a woke social justice person, but you know, she knows where she is. She's in Silicon Valley. And I've over the years, I follow her on Twitter. I've met her like a couple of times. She has no idea who I am. She's, you know, I'm a nobody and she's, you know, someone important, but, uh, I've met her a couple of times. And so I followed her on Twitter after that. And like, I've been paying attention to her on Twitter a little bit. And, you know, she's been kind of gradually saying things that are, maybe not exactly falling in line. Like someone could raise an eyebrow a little bit. Like that's not, a, that could be wrong. Think maybe. Um, and that's kind of been slowly happening. And then I think last week or, or a couple weeks ago, she posted um, a tweet saying something about someday uh, I will be the victim of, of crowd or mob justice. Like, please, you know, my friends be aware of it or whatever. She said something about like, she predicted that she'd be a victim of mob justice. And then this NRA thing happened. And she responded by saying, she retweeted it and said, I guess I have to go buy five-year membership to the NRA. And so I tweeted back at her about some stuff. And, and she 
tweeted something else that I I think is hopeful, gives me some hope in Silicon Valley. She wrote, I have to speak up and can't stay quiet any longer. There are thing there are still things I'm afraid to say. The NRA isn't great at all, but it isn't a national terrorist organization. I think I mean it's a it's a minor thing that someone is saying the NRA is not a national terrorist organization in Silicon no, Valley. No, it's not but, a minor thing, not to, in today's day and age. This right. is this is great. So we talked about this off camera a little bit, but it's like first you get the p- smaller people who are not afraid to push back, right? Like like us, we have a we have a, a great audience, but relatively small. And then we have but no one really cares about us, is what you're telling me, Carrie. <laughs> um, no, you, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm teasing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you get the people, the the smaller people who are not afraid first, and just like in comedy, you get those smaller up and coming comics who are doing those jokes first and pushing back, and then you get the bigger comics like Chappelle and Ricky Gervais once they see this is what's around the corner and this is what's coming, I think, then it's like, oh, it's safer for them to do that now because the little guys have paved the way to some degree. So then you see Dave Chappelle doing jokes that like Jared Carmichael was doing or um, arguably similar stuff to Owen Benjamin. And, but, I, but I, I think this is, I think you're right. I think this is a great sign because, because a lot of those people with big names and this is this woman who I don't know seems someone with a big name, right? A lot of those people won't, push back until they feel like it's safe enough to do so. So if she feels like it's, even though she's still scared, if she yep. feels like it's safe enough to do so, that's a great sign, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. so too. And I think you're right. And, and you know, I think what happened in Silicon Valley is some of the bigger people that knew right away, they disagreed and saw the writing on the wall, just left. Like Peter Thiel just left Silicon Valley. Although he moved to, I think he moved to LA. I don't know how much, that much, not that much better. But yeah, maybe... Maybe we'll have more, you know, maybe people will see Cyan's tweet and more people will tweet about it. And and like I said before, there are a lot of people in Silicon Valley who secretly have a problem with the social justice left. They just are afraid, like she is, to say anything publicly. It's like um, the, silent major- the silent majority. I've heard somebody refer to it that way before. People who oppose this wokeness but are, have been too afraid. And just when is that majority going to wake up? Yeah, I don't know. Um, can I, Andrew posted something about BPS's video. I actually don't know what you're talking about, Andrew. And I don't know if the chat is blocking URLs, but if you describe it, I'll just find it. And maybe we can even look at it if I can get the video working. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that was a little bit, I don't know, Carrie, that was a little bit in, inspiring to me. Um, what else, do you have anything else that you, missed this week that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you thought was interesting? <laughs> you know, the way that the news cycle happened and not even the news cycle, just the cycle of things going on is so quick now. I find that my memory is not as great. <laughs> it's like one day I'm like, oh, look at this. And then I'm like, oh, look at that. And then then I forget what the thing was. was and like, it's over. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I know we might talk about this on a future video, the uh, Camille Peglia, them trying, the people trying to get her fired. Um, yeah, actually, I don't know much about that. Can you explain what's going on with Camille Paglia? She's basically, here, here's what's funny. She's like an old school, I consider her an old school feminist. She's like second wave, ra- maybe radical, maybe you call her that, I don't know. Um, she's called herself trans before. Uh, she's, she's brilliant. 
And she's one of the first professors to talk about postmodernism creeping into art. And she is now, we've come so far on the scale of wokeness that she's considered dangerous. She's considered, uh, you know, a wrong thinker. This right. woman who's like a super radical feminist thinker at trans, they they hate her. Wait, she's she trans? Wrong things. She's called herself trans before. It, she's she's one of those minds like I think like Jordan Peterson. It's hard to pin her down on some things because she's she gets really specific about what like it mean. It might mean something different when she says it than when you than what you think. I see. Um, yeah, look, Andrew Thompson says, yeah, both both Camille and Christina Hoff Summers. Christina Hoff Summers is another feminist have been attacked by the Church mm -hmm. of Woke. So when I was uh, when I was heavily ensconced in the SJW world. I just, I, those were two feminists that I was told had, they had committed some great sin, essentially. They were both cast out. It was like, you don't read them and you don't refer to them. And, um, and now of course that I'm outside of that cult, I'm like, oh, these women are brilliant. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, anyway. But she's, else? they're wanting to, I, I just oh, saw yeah, some headlines about, there's a whole yeah, petition to get her fired and replace her, you, you know, with, I think they specifically want to replace her with LGBT person of color, you know, all the stuff that matters to them, which is the unimportant stuff. Right. Um, but what are they mad at her just for being a wrong thinker? Yeah. I mean, essentially. So Carrie, someone, I think it, I think, um, I think I heard, I thought it was you the other day that s said something about like, I know you said the other day, like, Oh, I don't regret studying women's studies and um but i think someone else was saying that they you know they they expressed some kind of shock about some of this wokeness coming from like coming from what was originally women's studies and kind of evolving from this right um somebody had but, shock about that yeah one of our viewers i think it was one of our viewers recommended this so i bought this book i haven't read it yet but this looks really interesting this is called professing feminism it is from 1994, and it said, the subtitle is Cautionary Tales from the Strange World of Women's Studies. Apparently, I haven't read it, but apparently these two authors, Daphne Patai and Noretta Cortage, predicted a lot of this is what I've been told. So uh, I, I guess the reason I'm bringing it up is it seems like we ignore the harbingers of people who are saying, hey, philosophy matters. These ideas are bad. This is where they can lead. It seems like we ignore that for decades and decades until suddenly it's like, I got fired from Google for saying facts. What happened? And it's like, oh, that thing they said was going to happen decades ago. You just ignored them. And that's where we are now. That's what happened. Uh, and I, I just want to, I don't know. I want to remind people that ideas really matter, that, you know, dismissing like, oh, yeah, that's a little bit crazy, but it's just the philosophy department. And it's just, oh, if people want to study that thing and talk about it in that way and, you know, whatever, like, of course, they're free to, but it should be opposed intellectually. <sighs> All right. What else we got going on in chat? BPS posted about ContraPoints deleting her channel or something like that. Oh, really? You want to look it up? Carrie, do you know what they're talking about? Uh, BPS is Black Pigeon Speaks. 
but no, I don't know about a channel being deleted. Uh, I was just going to say, I know we did the video on Chappelle, but since then I saw a few articles that came out. That was another thing that, that we didn't mention, or I didn't read them before we did the video. And one of them was, it was even better than the one that we highlighted in the video because the headline, the headline was like, don't watch, basically don't watch this. <laughs> it was the, I think it was the vice one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I think it was. It says this is one comedy special you can skip or something. Yeah, which is essentially yeah. in the headline, the Blue Cathedral saying, guys, you, you shouldn't watch this. They're telling you, it's this like, it, it just amazes me. They're telling you what you can and cannot consume. Trust us, let us tell you about it, right? Yeah. You know, the other thing, the other thing that uh, came up recently, wait, Black Pigeon Speaks, Poke of Woke canceled. Oh, interesting. All right, I'll look up that. Um, Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this. Here it is. Oh, okay. You found it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. You can oh, that. definitely skip Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, Sticks and Stones, and then the the uh, subheading: the comedian doubles down on misogyny and transphobia. <laughs> uh, I can't. This is one of those stupid sites, Vice, that doesn't allow me to scroll until it loads all the ads. I hate these things. You know. You know. Doubles down on misogyny is it implies that he rec he agreed that it was misogyny and he said yes it is misogyny and i'm doubling down it's a weird it's a phrase that implies that he even agrees that he's misogynist and he's blatantly a misogynist well it's this, not a phrase you use to describe someone that you think is misogynist well this is a person who writing this again they don't think it's up for it's it's a question they don't think it's up for disagreement so it doesn't matter what he thinks it is misogyny it is transphobia that's fine that tells you what they think about that it's like it doesn't matter they don't it doesn't even come into their mind whether or not he agrees you know yeah um this is a terrible site i'm going to stop sharing it that's fine the black pigeon speak stuff uh it seems like it's all video so we'd have to watch it which i don't think we can realistically do during a live stream um did you see, Carrie, remember we did this thing? I looked this up because I thought it was maybe the same person, but it wasn't. We did an episode a while ago on, let's see, what's her name? Uh, Christina Cleveland. She the stepped Duke. down from the Divinity School with this letter all about Duke, the basketball Duke. teams. Duke, you mean Duke Divinity? Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. So... Now, now we have, did you see this, Jamel, uh, what's her name? Jamel Hill? No, but I know that name. Oh, you Why do? do I, know I know that name, yeah. Why, what's she doing? She is arguing that black athletes should not go to division one schools, but instead go to historically black, black colleges because division one schools are just using them for their sports revenue and the historically black colleges could uh, benefit from that better. And so that's why, that's why they should go. Um, okay. Whatever. <laughs> what? Well, I, <laughs> sometimes you're so odd. Why? <laughs> like you get enraged by things that I don't think are a big problem. And then I'll say something that I think that you'll be enraged by. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Well, it's racist. Uh, she thinks what? that black people should um, do what's best for the group of blacks as a whole, and that she thinks that their behavior should be that, that they should be used to promote her agenda. And to do that, they should go to schools where they are less likely to get noticed, not Division One schools, less likely to get selected for the NBA or other things. They should potentially damage their career just to push her agenda. That's how she views black people, black athletes in particular. It bothered me, I guess. I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> You're not crazy. Because it, it only bothers me, Carrie. That's that's fine. <laughs> well, uh, I I I mean, I yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of silly, hurting your career for some greater what you perceive as a greater good for people who share the same race as you. But if I don't know if that's what she th if that's what people choose to do. I don't care if people choose to do it. It's just right. an, an odd argument. Um, and it reminded me of the Duke Divinity School argument, which was all about, hey, there's too many black people playing for the white college, um, which did upset you. See, this no, is no, why you're no, unpredictable, not, Carrie. No, that's not what she said. No, that's not what she said. She erased all the black players from the white college. She made. She was talking about a basketball game between a historically black college. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Kept calling them the black blue bear, blue bears and the white blue devils. And she actually ignored the fact that more of the players were black than white. She was trying oh, to you're right. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. She whitewashed the Duke team. She whitewashed the Duke team and totally erased all the black players. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this Andrew's saying something interesting. Blasey Ford's attorney admitted that her rape claims against Kavanaugh were due to Roe v. Wade. What does that, what does that mean? Um, Due to Roe v. Wade, that's fascinating. I did not see that. I mean, why does she even have an attorney? What's going on? Is she doing something? Revol like, is she suing someone? Everyone has an attorney. I guess. The Yeah, well, the claims were political and not factual. <laughs> oh, we're in post-fact world now. It was... Uh, it was true from a certain point of view. What was the, is that a, uh, what's the phrase? It's metaphorically true. He metaphorically raped her because of Roe v. Wade. So she felt justified. God, will she get, so will she go to jail? Because she should be, if that's what happened, she should be prosecuted. She disrupted the entire nation, potentially got a guy's confirmation derailed and falsely accused him of pretty heinous crimes all because she didn't like his Supreme Court. To, I mean, I, yeah, I, we need to look into that because that needs to be shouted from the top of the hills because it's it's important to understand how the left operates. This is how they operate. Where are all the leftists backpedaling their Christine Blasey Ford uh, support? Congress won't prosecute her perjury of the Senate. Yeah, that's the other thing that's, I mean, I don't like to talk about politics too much, but I hate how much Congress will not prosecute anyone for anything. Anyone that's part of the cathedral basically just gets ignored. Even, But even the Republicans, you're saying the leftists ignore it, Andrew? Yeah, but even the Republicans ignore it. I mean, there's no, are we really, is anyone really going after Peter Strzok or James Comey or any of the, like any of the people that we know have, done things illegal no oh keith if i was a leftist that joke would be problematic <laughs> but it's not 
Uh, Carrie, what are you doing? You you joining us? What's going on over there? (laughs) I was looking at news. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ah, Carrie. What? This is what it's like. This is what it's like to work with Carrie, everyone. You guys, it's Friday. <laughs> did you I see? Thought- uh, did you see uh, just a, a su- stupid thing? Um, how crazy the media goes after Trump for like stupid little things. Like he had a he had a map where he showed the path of the hurricane that was wrong or something or the predicted path, and he's claiming that that was the predicted path, but it changed and. Like CNN's arguing back there, like getting into pissy matches on Twitter. I just, you know, I think I speak for most of us when I say, who the hell cares? Why are we arguing about Trump's map? I, but that's the, the pettiness. Remember, I was really shocked when you said the leftists were intentionally petty. Yes. I'm starting to see it now. Now that you said that, I'm starting to see it. And it's even the mainstream media. They're just intentionally, they're just oh. intentionally... Petty. Yeah, well, just the same. Think about it. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's related to how they're intentionally violent. They if they if they view you as deserving, then every anything goes. That's why you'll see them be. They'll be hypocritical. They'll say, um, "This and that is sexist because you're talking about her appearance." Blah blah blah. Even if you're not really, they'll try to make it sexist. But then they right. have no problem launching sexist attacks against women they don't like, like Sarah Palin or. Um, right. More recently, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Kellyanne Conway, like they they have no problem insulting the way a woman looks. And so they break their own rules all the time. Um, can I share a video? I'm a video. Can I share an article with you that we can maybe talk about? Yeah, please do. I'm going to try and get I'm going to try and fix my other video from working because someone emailed me this video that we can look at. So you do that. I'll do this. Okay. So this is something I saw. You you guys know Professor uh, Gad Sad. Uh, uh, he's someone whose channel I like and I read some of his stuff. Anyway, he shared this and I haven't read it yet. So I figured we could read it together because it looks like it's going to be one of these good, funny ones. <laughs> anyway, I love that this is like the state of journalism these days. Just a bunch of these stupid opinion pieces. A letter to parents whose children stare at me in public. Carter, can you still hear us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or how to talk to your kids about gender nonconforming people. Dear parents of America or anywhere else, as a gender nonconforming person, I get a lot of attention, both wanted and unwanted, anytime I walk around in public. <laughs> okay, now, now, first of all, good for you. I know. And first of all, I don't care that you're gender nonconforming. If I were wearing this outfit and I am gender conforming, I guess, if, if I use your words. Oh, wait, oh. I dress, I, if I, I wear cowboy boots every day, by the way. So, and they're. But, but look, if I were wearing this outfit with blue lipstick, people are going to look at you. That's just going to happen. Like you can't it's, wear it's this. It's funny to me because it's like clearly they're dressing and behaving in a way to get attention. And then yes. they're complaining about their attention. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <It's> um, like- <laughs> because, yeah. It ranges from people laughing at me, verbally assaulting me, or taking my picture without consent to people stopping me mid-strut to exclaim, oh my God, I love your outfit. So so what? That's a freaking compliment. What is wrong with you? Or inquiring, where is that lipstick from? Okay, you can't wear blue lipstick and get upset when people ask you where it's from. (laughs) 
You know what's funny though, Carrie? If no one talked to this person, there would be a separate article about it. no one talks to me. <laughs> and open Grow letter- up, people, grow up. An open uh, letter to parents whose children ignore me. <laughs> children ignore you because they're afraid. Like if I say the wrong thing, mom will tell me I'm rude. I don't know what to say. This is a new situation. Like, uh. right. Um, but, but one type of attention stands out above the rest. The attention of confused children. <laughs> <laughs> I first started noticing it when I moved to New York city at the age of 22. Now notice the premise here is that something is wrong with these kids for being confused when right. they look at this person there's nothing wrong with this person <laughs> there's nothing at all this person need could do or it's it's the response of other people of children is blaming the innocent reactions of children you're probably wrong yeah okay blah 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 again i love this outfit but and yet if i wore this outfit people would stop and ask where'd you get that outfit <laughs> I was reminded of this attention again the other weekend when I traveled from Los Angeles to Florida for a queer conference at the Orlando Hilton Resort. Of course you did. (laughs) Of course that's where you were. Of course you went to the queer conference. Half the hotel was filled with queers trying to learn how to better serve trans youth. The other half was filled with nuclear families. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I just imagine that's how this person says (laughs) Who come to Orlando to meet Minnie and Elsa and Goofy at Disney World. It made for an interesting combination. After my you know, keto- Carrie, just look at it. Nuclear's right there in the name. It's clearly, they're clearly <laughs> horrible and radioactive. Nuclear. After my <laughs> keynote speech, sporting a bold purple lip, swim trunks, and a bathrobe, <laughs> I made my way to the hotel's lazy river. <laughs> I put together okay, the craziest okay. outfit I could, and someone noticed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's when I noticed the familiar eyes following me. The kids were back at it, blatantly staring at me to their no, heart's I, content. Carrie, <laughs> the fact that this person exists isn't isn't surprising. <laughs> it's that BuzzFeed put this BuzzFeed thinks this is a story. <laughs> this uh. is BuzzFeed. This isn't surprising. Look at those watermelon shorts. I would totally I love this outfit, okay? I'm not criticizing. Wait, wait, wait. I have an idea. Can we do an experiment? What? Can you buy, can you replicate all of his outfits that are in these pictures and, and walk around in Austin and we will film people noticing you? Children staring, yes. Children staring, yes. Yeah, look at those children staring at my watermelon shorts. Uh, <laughs> yep. They've yep. never seen someone like me back home in Michigan or Spokane or Wichita. By the way, that's an assumption and that's a bigoted assumption. You, this reminds me of uh, the other night I was in this, uh, I was in this uh, bar and there was this couple, this, th- these two girls I was talking to who were super cute and, and one of them was black and this, uh, and she was talking about how much she loves babies. Cause this woman came in with a little baby and then she went over to to pick up the baby. And she, she must've said this three or four times to the baby. First she asked her friend, she's like, is that a white baby? Cause I think the baby was probably part half Latino. You couldn't really, but I think she wanted it to be a white baby. Anyway, she picks up the baby and she's like, am I your first black person? Am I your first black person? And the mom's like, no, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> there's just this weird like assumption. Anyway. So this yeah. person is assuming. You, they've never seen someone like me. I'm so special and different. 
But the most common reaction was that their children, upon noticing my gender expression, turned to you and exclaimed something like, mommy, that boy is wearing lipstick or look, dad, look at what he's wearing. Okay, again, it's unusual. You're doing something that is not the norm. And then, and you, you're proud of being not the norm, I'm sure. You view yourself as special. That's why you comment on your bold purple lip. You know what I mean? You take, you know what, pride, you take pride in being not the norm and then you complain about it. I want a... Uh, a stereotypically masculine fireman to write an article <laughs> like this. That's like, I was walking down the street and kids pointed at me and said, look, dad, a fireman, look at his hat. Look what he's wearing. And just take total offense to the attention <laughs> of kids. Yeah. Uh, well, this, anyway. is where, this is where we live. Okay. I think I'll I have stop. this other thing working if you want. Um, yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. So we're going to in, in real time, test this, but this is the video of Christine Lassie Ford's uh, attorney, supposedly, if this works. Let's see, hold on. Let's full, full screen it first of all, and we'll cross our fingers and hope it works. Um, as you're doing that real quick, Andrew okay. says, this reminds me of the feminist argument of being catcalled when they go out in provocative outfits. Yes, it reminds me of that too. They go out and, and they're like, don't objectify us. And then they do slut walks where they're half naked and write stuff on their bodies. Like stop looking at my tits and they're naked. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Hmm. I can't hear it. Can you? No. No. Well, there goes that. Oh, wait. Aftermath of these hearings, I believe that Christine's testimony brought about more good than the harm misogynist Republicans caused by allowing Kavanaugh on the court. We were going to have a conservative. Elections have consequences. But he will always have an asterisk next to his name. When he takes a scalpel to Roe v. Wade, we will know who he is, we know his character, and we know what motivates him. And that is important. It is important that we know and that was part of what motivated Christine. We all know. Aftermath of these hearings. I okay, that's, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't mean anything other than she could still, this happened to me, but what motivated me to come forward was Roe v. Wade, the importance. Yeah, and we got to be careful on that, guys. Yeah. Uh, because unless she also previously said this didn't happen. Um, yeah, I don't think but this means anything. Attorneys aren't going to. I do agree that it was a pack of lies, by the way. I just want to be clear. I agree that it probably didn't happen. Oh, I, I don't think, think it happened. I think she is a liar. I think she is but, a liar. But I wouldn't use this as proof that she's a liar. Um, no. Hey, John De La Rosa is here. John, you're supposed hey. to come over for an interview, man. We we gotta we have to talk about your book. Sorry, but we'll do a show with John. I'm going to try and do, Carrie, I'm going to try and do an actual live show with two people in the same room at the same time Ooh. maybe not live maybe we'll record it we'll pre-record it but we'll do that um if anyone yeah i saw you got sick john if anyone doesn't know who john is john i'm going to pimp you out as the uh leading hispanic voice in young adult fiction is that will that work for you he's also hated because he's uh not the right kind of hispanic voice <laughs> in young adult fiction <laughs> he's a wrong thinking hispanic voice so that makes you a white nazi john so get off our channel how dare you 
taint us with your Nazi beliefs. <laughs> it, internally, uh, no. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad he's here. If you want, should we talk about anything, John? If you have anything we should talk about, let me know. Um, but yeah. Yesterday, the Philadelphia airport owners told me they believe there are more than two genders using a small bathroom. Oh, you know what? I've been seeing a lot of these all gender signs, and it's it's so weird to me because. So I've been put. I actually, I was always bothered by restaurants that had single use, like a single stall bathroom that was gendered. I always thought that was stupid because I was like, well, if there's a bathroom. And there's people not, aren't mixing in the bathroom. Can't you just make it for everyone? So I'm I'm kind of okay with the switching the, all those signs to all genders, except for that there's only two genders. So yes, Keith, they're trying to push the the all genders thing on you. But you know, uh, I guess you can. I've been reading articles now about people complaining that going into the bathroom, so they're claiming that they're female going into the female restroom and and saying women are walking out when I walk in to use the my restroom because I'm I'm a woman you know people like Jessica Yanov but not her and him and uh I was actually thinking maybe we should all just start using whatever bathroom we want I I was really tempted to carry the maybe this is a does this make me a bad person I had to pee the other day and I was and there was two different bathrooms one for guys and one for women and the guys one was occupied and I was this close to just walking into the women's bathroom being like, I'm identifying as a woman for the next three minutes. Meh. It doesn't make me a bad person. All right. Well, yeah, who isn't a Nazi these days? <laughs> All right. What else should we uh, what else should we address, guys? What else? What did we miss? Wait, kids staring at people dressed as furries, which is now. Oh, yeah. Yes, that will be the next BuzzFeed article. People, kids staring at people dressed as furries will be animal abuse. That's a, that's a good point. Did you notice actually in the climate things yesterday, all they wanted to do was tell us about how we can't use plastic straws, we can't eat meat, um, we have to switch to solar and wind. I would kind of like to, uh, can we just give them part of the country? I'm ready, I'm ready to separate, Carrie, I'm done. I mean, I still wanna fight the fight, but I'm totally ready. If there's a movement to separate, I'm I'm totally ready to separate. I'm sorry, I'm still on this piece. Hold on, I'm sharing this. What are you What are you sharing? The piece from before. Hold on, I found another oh, okay. good part. So oh, this okay. this is what the guy says at the end. He he. This is what the guy who's complaining about kids looking at him because he's wearing crazy, fun, interesting clothes and a bold purple lipstick or bold blue lipstick. This is what he says the parents should do because again, this is an open letter to parents. Um, you could say, yes, Johnny, sometimes boys do wear lipstick and that is perfectly okay. You can wear lipstick too, if you want. Or you could say, why, yes, Sarah, she is wearing a bow tie. Girls and boys can both wear bow ties. Would you like one? <laughs> or if your child is a savant, you could even say, yes, Tabitha, while we are often presented with the myopic notion that gender is biological in nature, it's actually a socially constructed performative discursive system that creates hegemonic power within society and varies across cultures, time, and anthropological space. You'll learn all about that when you go to college on a full scholarship, become a gender studies major, and read Judith Butler and Michael Foucault en route to writing your thesis. Hmm. I think they misspelled... Uh... <laughs> I miss, I, they they re, they miswrote it. it. It should be if you're abusive, you could say that to your child. 
I guess. I mean, I've been, have you been seeing all the, the, uh, the craziness from people on Twitter who are saying, I'm trying to raise my, my, my girl gender neutral, but she keeps liking pink and Disney princesses. And I don't know what to do about it. Yes. I've been seeing a lot of these lately. I don't know why. Yes. There's a, uh, no, German, this is not a joke. This is from a piece we were reading earlier uh, where this guy is complaining that children look at him when he goes out wearing his fun outfits with lipstick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, who tried to get the age of consent lowered in France? Who are we talking about? Someone someone said this. Yeah, it is it is BuzzFeed. That's a good point. But still. Yeah. yeah. Yes, With my daughter, actually, yeah. I did an experiment like this. I I like didn't push stuff and and she didn't watch uh she never saw a screen on until she was six or something. So uh I avoided all the Disney stuff just because of that reason, but I was like, well, I was curious if I, if I don't push anything one way or another, what will she do? Like, you know, she was into Disney princesses before she even saw any Disney movies. <laughs> she just saw them around. Like she saw the outfits and stuff around. Yeah. Oh, Foucault did. Foucault did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I vaguely remember that they were into, uh, <laughs> that whole movement was oddly pedophilic. I don't know if oddly, I don't know if it's uh normal, but like, I'll, I, I mean, I don't know if it's odd for, for that group, but there's, there's a lot of weirdness with respect to sex. I was, I'm in the, I kind of paused reading this book, but I'm reading a book about uh, it's called the last closet by uh, Moria Gray, I think. Oh yeah. I've heard of this. Moria Grayland, whatever her name, I don't remember, but Again, she was in that kind of community of it, John probably knows who this person is because she was a science fiction author. Um, but in this community of kind of leftists, sci-fi people, Moria Grayland, thank you. Yeah, terrible. I agree. And it was uh, it's shocking to see not only the the pedophilia that they were pushing and and engaging in and she was enabling but um oh so, so it's moria's is it moria so sorry john i don't want to parents it's her parents i don't want to disparage the wrong person it's moria's mom and dad right yeah it's her okay so she's the one that's writing the book so she was the one that was abused and she talks about this in the book um but it was her it was her parents yeah thank you thank you john moria wasn't the enabler she was the victim it was her mom who was the enable of enable of her dad and um, it was, it's, it's not only is it disturbing, but what I found really disturbing about it so far in the book is that all these other people in society in this, in this, um, I would say shared ideology or shared culture, all looking the other way, no one really caring, like literally having debates like, well, should we ban him from, from coming to this conference? Because last time he tried to molest uh, a boy oh i don't know like eventually he got he got banned from some conferences and stuff but it's just this lackadaisical kind of like turn a blind eye to rampant child abuse uh and it, it's it's pretty sickening it's a pretty sickening thing and i'm not saying that all the leftists like were were like that but there was def there's definitely this culture when you get into the hedonism the the hedonistic culture and you start focusing on hedonism rather than you know long-term planning and and 
reason and, and more traditionally conservative values, you, you do, I think you tend to start seeing a lot of these people crop up like Epstein, frankly, right? Who, by the way, we will never find out what happened to. Uh, is there any Epstein news? Has anyone paid attention? Adam Curry is famous for being on the radio in Denmark after reporting on the pedo rings that the security minister of Denmark was involved with. Oh, speaking about the pedo rings, I don't have the story in front of me, but you're from Carrie, you know, the the Rotherham rape gang, the mm -hmm. grooming gangs that were going on for decades in Rotherham, the Muslim grooming gangs. Uh, for people really quickly, people who aren't familiar with the story for decades, there were these basically rape gangs. Um, Muslim rape gangs who were kidnapping girls and raping them. And they were called grooming gang, grooming them for life of sexual slavery or whatever. And the police were ignoring it because it was politically incorrect to be going after these people. And actually some of the fathers who tried to uh, get their daughters out of these were arrested. Um, but eventually they were brought to justice sort of. Uh, and the leader I think was sentenced to 20 something years in prison and he's been in for like two or three years and they're already talking about letting him out. So it, if there's, if that's not a slap on the wrist for running a, a rape gang for decades, I don't know, know what is, but they're like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's served two or three years and they're already now there's, there's talk of him coming out, like being let out in, in the next couple of months, which is ridiculous. <sighs> In North Carolina, Alaska, the minimum age is 14 for marriage. Not exactly age of consent because the decision is not made by the child. Yeah, you know, Keith, people will be surprised at some of the age of consent laws. Yes, and Tom Robinson was banned for bringing that to light in Rotherham, yeah. Um, actually, in Mexico, uh, I think the age of consent is 13, which is pretty pretty bad. I'm going to look it up. I think people, people don't realize we live in this pretty cushy cushy culture did you consent no this says it's 17 i someone said i heard it was 13 maybe i'm totally wrong so i don't don't spread that because it looks like it's 17 i don't know why i thought it was 13 but this also lists the u.s as 18 which isn't really true right so about those grooming gangs in the UK, there was an independent report that came out. Um, actually, no, I think it was commissioned by the government. And I'm forgetting which of the cities it was, which is sad because there's been so many of them. I don't even remember which city it was. But um, the report said that the cops knew about this for decades. And they didn't, they didn't crack down on this, this, raping, this child rape ring because they were afraid of being perceived as racist. That was the, that was the conclusion of the report that being seen as racist was somehow considered to be worse than just allowing this child rape to continue happening for decades. I don't remember which city that was, and but some, maybe somebody in the comments knows. So, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the other thing. The age of consent in Mexico varies from state to state, just like the United States. Mexican federal law sets the minimum age of consent at 12. 12. Now, I guess a state could override that, but that's disturbing. Okay, well, I'm going to have to wrap up soon because I have to go. This has been a fun Daily Coffee, guys, and random. It's been a random Daily Coffee. 
Yes. But thank you for joining us. And uh, if you, if you want to do book club and Carter, you can stick around. I just have to run. Uh, if you guys mm-hmm. want to do book club, it's September 15th, Sunday, and we're doing 1984. So you have a couple of weeks to read that book or a little less than a couple of weeks now. Yeah. You don't have long. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining Carrie. Yeah. I'll see you guys on. later. Yeah. Have a good day. We'll talk you to you too. tomorrow or talk to you later, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Andrew, that's a good point. A lot of these laws were from an age where people lived, you know, into their 30s, 40, and then and then it was over. So that makes sense. They just haven't been they haven't been updated. But still, I think I think it's shocking and people don't realize that that's a lot of the, you know, we think of that as something that doesn't exist anymore, but it does in a lot of places. Um, Keith says two states have minimum age of 14, four have minimum age of 15, 20 have minimum age of 16, eight have minimum age of 17. There you go. Well, I don't know if there's anything else we really need to talk about. I don't have a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I do like, I do like you guys bringing up topics for us. Um, so we'll do it again. I think we're going to keep doing this. We'll do this again next week. We'll do our Kofefi live probably the same time. It depends on Carrie's schedule, but, uh, probably the same time. So thanks everyone for joining. And uh, I guess I guess that wraps it up. Let's see if I can play the end credits with sound this time, which I screwed up last time. So here we go.